One of the beauties of being here in the Carolinas and celebrating the Carolina outdoors is we have year-round fishing. We have year-round outdoor pursuits, but on this segment of the Carolina Outdoors, we're going to be talking about fly and light tackle fishing in the Wilmington area. Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Barty on the Carolina Outdoors, sitting alongside Mr. Wes Lawson. Wes, how we doing? Bill, I am excited about this segment. This is going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to learn a whole bunch here in just a minute from Captain Seth. That's right. Well, part of it is, we just said it, it's a year-round fishery, 12 months worth of fishing, but there's something special that happens on our Carolina coast in the springtime, and that's what we're going to find out about. We're going to find out about the redfish, the speckled trout, the flounder, and more along the waters of Oak Island, Baldhead Island. Waters that our listeners know, Carolina Beach, Wrightsville Beach, Topsail Island, all of that is where Double Hall Guide Service kind of has made a, a, a claim to fame. And the person who is making Double Hall Guide Service happen is also famous, Captain Seth Vernon. Seth, thanks for joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. It's an honor. Well, uh, Captain Seth, you've been doing this for a while, and you have made a wonderful name for yourself, and, and you've got a whole lot of activities going on besides just showing people where the fish are. But that's what we want to do first is find out from you where the fish are. <laughs> What's happening Certainly. down there in the Wilmington area on the North Carolina coast? Well, Bill, spring is always a fun time, right? We've all got a little cabin fever from winter. Things are really bustling down here as the water temperatures escalate. I mean, if you look around town, the azaleas are starting to bloom. So whether it's shad in the rivers or redfish on the coast or the bonita and the albacore showing back up for their spring uh, debut, as it were, uh, there's a lot of really fun stuff happening. And um, it's also the time of year where many of us tend to be able to target and also catch our largest trout of the year. So with that in mind, when you're heading out on the water, what's that rundown look like? What are you, what are you armed with, and how are you targeting those species? Oh, that's a great question. So the key is being well-prepared, right? Uh, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. So you want to make sure that you have all of the proper tackle. I like to go set out with uh, sevens and eight weights in the fly fishing setup, maxing out at around nine weights if we're going to go off the beach and fish near shore for those pelagic tunas that we mentioned earlier, the bonita and the false albacore. Uh, with redfish, the sevens and eights will do all the heavy lifting that you could ever imagine. And uh, the flies that I'm really keyed in on this time of year with the trout and redfish are the supreme hair shrimp. It's a very small, uh, I believe, umqua pattern. And it's got kind of a kinky fiber tail, a little epoxy back. That fly presented properly, delicately, in clear water over these big, massive schools of redfish that we're targeting. And even some of these smaller schools of big trout uh, tends to get a very welcome reception from the fish. Now, on any given day, what kind of distance are we talking about with your cast? Are you looking at 40 feet, 60, 80? What's that looking like? That is a fantastic question to thing that I tell all of my anglers is make sure that you are competent in windy conditions or in a windy environment uh, from 50 feet and in. And the reason that I espouse that to be kind of the magic is if you can make a proper 50-foot cast, especially in a shallow water flats fishing scenario, then if that shot doesn't 
unfold in a beautiful way and the presentation's off or the wind pushes your fly off the target, you still have time to recast, rein things in, maybe steer the fly into a proper feeding lane for the fish at 40 feet or 30 feet. And beyond 50 feet, there are so many variables that can cause your fly cast to be errant or off. Uh, and sometimes the same is true with spinning uh, in the wind. Uh, and the, the biggest factor is that the, the more fly line or the more line that you have out in that environment, um, the harder it is to get the hook to find its home and find purchase in that fish's mouth because you have so much more elemental stretch in the leader and fly line setup. So paint, for, for um, a, a lot of our listeners, will you paint a little bit of a picture? We're talking about turning off the engine. We're talking about fly and light tackle in salt water, inshore salt water. You're talking about turning off the engine of your boat, maybe uh, getting on a polling platform with a big, long stick, and kind of quietly, that's what you're helping us with, uh, polling through the water, looking for the fish, and then... Your client, whoever's on the boat, gets the fly or the lure out there in front of the fish with your help, we must say, because you're telling us where to put it. And will you give us a little secret of the trade? You're able to position the boat a little bit to help us with some of those casts, aren't you? That is correct. So we treat the flats boats and the skiffs as if they're a fighter jet. So the bow is always 12 o'clock not to be confused where, with where the angler might be looking. So for right-handed anglers, we try to focus all of our casting on the port or left side of the vessel. For left-handed anglers, we try to position fish to be on the starboard or right side of the vessel. And we use that clock to help direct the casting. So if I'm pulling the boat and we're being stealthy as a team and we find a school of fish, I want to have the sunlight behind us, if possible, the wind behind us, just to give us a little more ease of casting, whether with light tackle or fly. And I'll say to that right-handed angler, hey, Bill, I've got a shot at 11 o'clock. There's your direction, which helps if the angler points, because then we can fine-tune that, okay, a little left, a little right. And the fish are moving at 50 feet, and they're moving right. So you know that those fish are transitioning as a school from 11 to 12. You know the range, and you know the direction. Even if the angler with good polarized sunglasses is still unable to identify those fish, I may then encourage the angler by saying, okay, start a cast right here for me, give me about 40 feet, and I'll tune you in as we get closer to the fish. That way we've at least made an offering to the fish with the fly. From there, if I see some interest from the fish pursuing the fly, we can adjust to the strip, which should be sharp and short. My goal with any fly is to make it move a lot but not a great distance. Well said. And, and, and of course, fishing is made to be fun. This is not something that we want to stress about and uh, worry about. It is made to be fun when you're at, out with the Double Hall Guide Service and Captain Seth Vernon's got you out there amongst fish. But, but with all that being said, Captain Seth Vernon, is there a common theme to a problem that clients may have uh, uh for instance i'll give we'll make this Wes. we'll make this multiple choice oh yeah <laughs> is it uh <laughs> is uh, a common theme that a lot of different clients may have is it casting is it hook set is it eyesight and being able to spot the fish like you um, are so good at or, or something else is there something that we may want to work on in 
Certainly. Those three passages. The two main issues that all anglers, uh, in, especially in fly fishing, will uh, struggle through, especially if it's their first time on a flat skiff. And that's, that's a big thing. We want to make sure that you're well prepared. I believe that knowledge is power. We're going to probably do a little practice run before we actually engage with some fish so that you don't feel like I've thrown you to the wolves. The key is practicing, come by the shop, see you guys, get a little brush-up casting, get a little tutorial. Um, So many of my anglers, men and ladies, you know, they utilize another sport, and they're not shy about going and setting up some time with a golf pro to practice their swing. So don't be shy about setting up some time with Jesse Browns to get tuned up on your cast before you make that destination trip, wherever it may be. A double haul really does help you harness the hidden power in the tackle. And so being able to use two hands to haul the line and accelerate the line will help you fight coastal winds, catch more fish, and do it with greater ease. The other one is line management. If you're a right-handed angler, get comfortable with having excess amounts of line behind your left hip. If you're a left-handed angler, get comfortable with having excess amounts of line behind your right hip so that you're not standing on it or stepping on it mid-cast. We all get excited when we see the fish, and the quickest way to botch that shot is to find out you've got a loop stuck underneath your shoelaces or toes. Wes Lawson sitting right there. This is Bill Barty, our guest, Captain Seth Vernon, joining us on the Carolina Outdoors. That is, at this time of day, blasting up and down the eastern seaboard via the airwaves of WBT Radio, as well as being offered via podcast. Just type in Carolina Outdoors. Lastly, just go to jessebrowns.com, click podcast. This segment with Captain Seth Vernon and all of our other segments will be there for your listening pleasure. And Captain Seth Vernon is kind enough to join us and not only share his wisdom about uh, fly and light tackle saltwater fishing, but Seth, you're also a talent in some other realms, namely video and photography. Do you have anything up your sleeve um, that you'd like to talk about in regards to photography? Or let me go ahead and remind everyone, you are the creator of the famed movie, Redfish Can't Jump. Anything going on here in 2021? We're patiently watching some of the Marine Fisheries Commission rules with amendments that are coming out for flounder. So we'll hear more about that in the coming weeks uh, on the conservation front. So everybody should be paying attention, watching, talking to your legislators about that. Uh, With photography, I'm excited to announce um, that a good friend of mine and workout partner, DJ Struntz, who's an adventure photographer, We've made some plans to shoot some more content and share all that on social media and some other platforms, so be watching and waiting for that. And um, what I'm really excited about is a podcast that I launched this year and spoke with one of the first folks to uh, ever really get a boost from Jesse Browns, our friend and guide, Ollie Smith, in the mountains. So you can check us out at Guidelines Podcast and get some fresh content there. All right, so we're writing this down. Wes, you writing this down, too? Got it. Oh, I got it. Guidelines. The Guidelines, Guidelines Podcast. So that's like two superheroes uh, from our perspective. If you're putting Ollie Smith together with Captain Seth Vernon, what are you guys honing in on? What were the uh, first couple of episodes on generally because we want to tune in? The first episode was with Ollie Smith and definitely paid homage to his humble roots there in Charlotte and the boost that he got from 
the family that is Jesse Brown's launching into his fishing career, which spans 30 years of, you know, exceptional trout fishing knowledge and other species. And then tomorrow at 7 a.m. on the Guidelines podcast, we'll talk with DJ Strunt's adventure photographer, everything from fighting off tiger sharks to protecting yourself in a high-speed game of chicken photographing surfers at the waterline. So the adventures for Captain Seth Vernon uh, continue beyond just the skiff. Uh, so we'll check all of that out. Uh, the website, and Seth, if I get it wrong, please correct me, but it's easy enough, CaptainSethVernon.com. If we go there, it will lead in to um, fishing reports, uh, a reservations page, um, your video collection, photography, all of that is there. Will you give us your uh, a social media handle, if you will? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. You can find me on Instagram at CaptainSeth, that's C-A-P-T-S-E-T-H. Try to post uh, a lot of updates about the fishing that's happening on the coast, uh, not just for myself, but friends on the water who are doing a great job of keeping their anglers on fish. And then on Facebook at Double Hall Guide Service. And this may be bad form, but I'm going to circle back around because I left something out that is important to all of our listeners out there who may be heading to the coast. But, but Seth, how, how is traffic out there? Uh, reports in the uh, in the travel industry and the hospitality industry and in the outdoor industry is the outdoors have gone wild especially in the mountains but even more especially at the coast what is not the fish the fishing report so much but the traffic report if you will down in the wilmington area with other anglers and how someone like you who makes a living on the water is handling maybe that extra traffic that's out there on the water Certainly. So Wilmington was the second most popular destination for people moving uh, during the year last year and relocating to a new final home. So we've definitely seen an uptick in our population. Uh, It has affected our traffic. I would just urge everybody to uh, make sure that they drive patiently and considerately for one another, both on and off the water. I'm a staunch believer that you can never have too many friends on the water. So if you see me on the water, please wave. I'll be quick to wave back. Never know when we might need one another out there as friends and allies. And that's great advice and a good life lesson for everybody. Sometimes I think when we get on the water, we get a little territorial. We get a little amped up because we want to be catching fish on our own time. But it is good to remember that we're all in this together, and sometimes we might need a helping hand, especially when we have boats involved. So good advice there from Kevin Seth. Hey, thank you so much. He's Wilmington's best fly and tackle fishing service. He's Captain Seth Vernon. Seth, thank you always for joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. Thank you guys so much.